around I finally see I think I need a change The rat race I wanna flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We are your hosts, Harold Thornbrough. And Rachel Jamison. I'm glad you're joining us today. Uh, today we're going to talk about something really timely. Uh, we're going to talk about growing onions and getting started with seeds because this is the time of year you would start, well, for us, for you and I, yes. this is the time of the year that we got to get seed started um, for onions if you're going to plant from seed. So we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about how you can start later if you don't start from seed or if you're in other parts of the country, there's different kind of different way to go about it. But it's a, it's a timely podcast for people. So we wanted to get that out there and just encourage people to, hey, if you've ever wanted to, uh, if you ever wanted to grow onions from seed, now's the time to be thinking about that. So we're going to talk all about that kind of a, a beginner's guide to growing onions on the homesteads kind of got what we're going to do today. But before we jump into that, what's been happening on the homestead, Rachel? Well, um, we ended up going for a hike yesterday nice. because you guys got a lot of snow, don't you? No, we don't. Oh, we have, uh, we actually drove all the way in our property, which is the first time we've been able to, since we owned it in the winter, we have maybe like three or four inches. Okay. We got a ton of it and it melted. Now it's like this crispy, um, we got some really wet snow, so it's really crispy on the top. So we drove back into the property and took the dog for a hike and checked on trees and stuff. Just because I've had, I have one tree that I can't tell if it got broke off by wind or um, if a deer ate part of it. But I have one of my apple trees that has the top gone now. So we went out there to check on that. And um, I ordered some seeds that came in. And that was exciting. I was going through the package last night. There was onions in there. Yeah. And, um, and I'm starting some onions. I actually was going to yesterday and just kind of ran out, ran out of steam. So where'd you, where'd you order your seeds from? I have, uh, them from MI Gardener. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Great. Luke. Yep. So I, uh, also, uh, got some seeds in the mail and they were onion seeds. Also, I'd ordered from okay. Baker Creek. I got some, uh, I'd never grew these before and they're really big white onions. And I, it seems like the onions I've always, I've been growing the last few years have been like about medium size onions and I've been, okay. been having the best luck with the purple ones. They've been doing really good and I love them. They're great, but I wanted some of them really big, nice white onions and the, a couple of varieties I got like Globo and this Elsa Craig. I don't know anything about them, but I got them from Baker Creek and the, the, Everything I read about them looked great. They had a real high uh, rating and stuff. And um, so I ordered those and got those and got those started actually already. So got them in seeds uh, going and yeah, get the, get the, uh, get the onions nice. started. And I also potted up some, um, some of those elderberry cuttings that I had in my aquaponics system. Some of them, the roots were getting really big. So I went ahead and potted up a few of them. And some of them I, that I just stuck in recently, they were, they're just really getting started. But those ones I had in from the beginning, those roots were like 
eight, nine inches long and really thick. And I thought I better wow. go ahead and just get those in a pot because those are, um, get them in some soil and set them in the greenhouse there down below and, uh, let them kind of get acclimated to some soil. So I got that going and we got some snow up here. It's been cold weather. It turned off pretty cold and, and we got a little bit of snow and we got a lot more coming this week. Of course, people were hearing this a week later. So right. yeah, we got a lot more, we got a lot more coming this week. So I've been working on the house a little bit. We're getting, I, not too long ago, I uh, put the, that hardwood laminate flooring in our living room and I, now I'm okay. going to do the kitchen. But before I can do the kitchen, we have some spots where the, it's got like a hardwood floor underneath of it, but it's rolled, not real great. So I've been having to fix that. So there's some parts that are kind of busted and cracked. So I've been down the basement, kind of piecing those up and replacing some of those boards and stuff like that. So I've been having getting it ready to put laminate down in the kitchen rather. So house housework, I guess. But when there's a lot of snow outside and it's cold, that's the time to do that stuff. So, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Yeah, uh, sounds, my husband is doing some trim and stuff in the house, but. Yeah, I still got to do the baseboards. I, yeah, I put that laminate flooring in the in the living room, and I haven't put baseboards down yet. So yeah. it's like you got that little gap all the way around. Yeah, you know, I still have to do that. So how it's like when you have a house, there's like always things in progress. It seems like right. Well, and the price of things right now is just yeah. so. It's not. It doesn't make you want to go spend your money and do right. it. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> things. Some things are coming down a little yeah, bit. Some lumber's starting they to come are. down a little bit, but it's still high. I mean, it's still way more than it was, you know, three years ago when it right. all started. Yep. So, yeah, there's that. So, uh, well, let's do our uh, daily or our weekly uh, book recommendations. Uh, what book do you want to share? with One us of my week? favorite books, which I've read several times. Yeah, you turned it's me called- on to this one. Yeah, 10 Acres Enough. It was written in 1864. Mm-hmm. And um it's just you kind of follow this this guy and his family's life and he talks about how they decided to choose the property they chose and um just all yeah, of they, the They ex- left the city to go Yeah, they that. left yeah, the city it's, it's a, and good story. Um they did it for health purposes then, which I mean I assume then it was like, you know, inside the city people were burning like coal and it was just a dirty dirty place and um yeah so they they left the city they were like pittsburgh or something i mean they were in a big like pennsylvania city or philadelphia yeah which would have been big coal yeah yeah and um yeah they left the city and and they bought this little homestead and renovated it and did some things that we've kind of been talking about on the podcast like alley cropping and kind of like it looks a lot like civil pasture but wasn't called that then and um and of course he talks about them come back around and yeah isn't it and and then he talks about how they were selling in the city and of course they were using trains then and it's just it's really i love this book um i I love kind of yeah biographies and autobiographies of these of the life of of homesteaders yeah. you know and that's i i went in kind of the same vein this week i decided i seen what you shared and i thought well i want to put the good life is a book i'm recommending this week by helen and scott nearing um i think i turned you on to that book i don't know if you've mm-hmm. read it yet or not but it's funny because i actually started rereading it last week and i wasn't even going to include that but then i seen one, the one you included and i thought well this is kind of like i said in that similar similar vein and these are Folks, and this is like they started, I think, in the 60s, I think. Uh, maybe it's a little before that. But anyway, they spent years living a self sufficient life. And it's their, they document their journey. It's Helen and Scott Nearing, and it is amazing. Like they, he actually 
lived to be over a hundred. She was oh, wow. in, I think in her nineties when she wrote the forward for that book and she was still living this way. Wow. And so that's right. Well, I started to read it and he, she's old. She was younger than him. She was a little younger than him. Like, I don't know, a few years younger than him, but yeah, he was, he lived to be over a hundred and she's like I said, going to probably hit it too. I don't know if she's dead now or not, but, um, great book. And, but I'm going to tell you what I admire. Like they live com- a lot different than me. They had a lot of different, uh, viewpoints on life. They were vegetarians. They, right. their political standings are just, I mean, you can just tell they're a different breed than me, but I was just so enamored by their uh, discipline more than anything The they, I mean, they hit every day they got up and they did what they did, what they called four hours of bread labor, which they worked to supply the food for their home for the year. And they did this over a three or four month period for the year. I mean, they, they did put in their four hours a day of bread labor. And then they had so many hours a year that they put in for their income. And they mostly did that with tapping trees for syrup and sugar. So they did that for their earn for their income. And then they had so many hours a day that they dedicated for like personal growth where they did reading or um, art or whatever. And they just, and they were just so disciplined about it every day in their life. Yeah, And I just love, I don't know, the structure was fascinating to me how they did this and they document it through this book and it's just neat. I don't know. It's just neat to see, you know, and read about. It's a great book. If you've never read it before, it's called The Good Life and it's worth picking up. So that's my I did buy it, but I have yeah. not. I kind of started it and then I forgot it about gets it. Really good. I love that. About idea. halfway into it gets really good. Yeah. yeah they built their own home idea. out of stone. And I mean, they, I mean, it. It's just, it's a great story. Yeah. You're, you'd really enjoy it. It gets, I think it's one of the books that gets better the further you get into it also. I feel like we're so distracted in modern society. When you look back at stuff like that and the discipline that people Mm had. Yeah. Well, I think they were for their strict, they were kind of ridiculed even back then for their strict discipline and how they lived their life, but it worked for them and it worked well. And, and I mean, they even like when they ate exact timing every day, what they ate, they kind of had this, like, here's what we're going to eat each day. I mean, they had it, they just had wow. it really scheduled and planned and like every day of their life. And it was kind of amazing. Wow. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that kind of structure. It sounds almost like the military or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that. they had fun, but they let themselves plenty of time for, like I said, the things they wanted to do every day. And then they even used the winter months for like writing and speaking and things like that, because they were both kind of this educated people who wanted to go around and share right. their journey with people. And I, I don't know, they just, they set it up in a way that really worked for them. And people stayed at their home. They had like guest house they built and people stayed and helped them do some work. And so they could share the knowledge and, and you know, just, it was pretty neat. Yeah. They just had a neat setup. Huh. Sounds good. I know that I bought it and I'll have to, I need to start reading it because I've been distracted by other things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, both were good stories this week of just people who like to read stories like that, you know? So I think we're going to be getting into a lot more of the educational type books because I have a lot of those and we'll probably start sharing a lot more of those as time goes on. Yeah, I do too. Yes. I have a really thick one I'm reading right now. That's like 600 pages. So yeah, well, that might be your book for next week. Who knows? We'll see. (laughs) 600 pages and we add no. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying I'm re- to chew on it as I'm reading. Too. I read like three books at a time. So I'm always like, I always, cause I have like, I always have, I always read a book that doesn't have anything to do with homesteading. So I'm, it's usually more religious based. Right. And then I always have a book I'm reading. That's more like just inspiring like this one, the good yes. life. And then I always have, I'm, I'm always diving into like one I'm reading more for like 
education, you know, so I'm always re- reading like three books at a time at least. So, and I usually kind of just dedicate a little bit of time to each book. So that's kind of my yeah. schedule. <laughs> I usually am too, because I've got two book clubs going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, I have you're doing own. a lot of that. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, let's jump into our topic for the day. And we're going to talk about growing onions on the homestead and why you yeah. should grow onions. Why, why should a person grow onions? Rachel? Because they taste good. <laughs> That's the biggest reason I, I grow them. Personally, I mean, I'll be honest. I think you may have been growing onions longer than me because of my um, limited space. I only started growing them like oh, probably three years ago outside of chives. I, ever and, since um, I've been gardening, I've been gro- growing some onions. Yeah, I don't know why it never, I just never del- dove into it until the last three years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then this year or last year was the first year I did them from seed and I had really good success doing it from seed. So yeah, of course I'm doing it again this year, but they just, I don't know. I mean, who doesn't love oh, sauteed yeah. onions on a burger yeah, the, and the onions? culinary benefits just, are the biggest reason to grow them for sure. I mean, I know they're good for you, but they sure taste good too. So, I mean, for yeah. me, we just love them. I just they do have them. a lot of health benefits. I mean, they, what is it? Yeah. Is it? Cucutin, I think, is what's in them, or something. Cucutin, something like that. I think anyway, that's how you say it. Yeah, Cusetin? there's something in yeah. it. But anyway, it's supposed to be a cancer preventing. Um, Good for I'm, allergies. I'm not reading anything. I'm kind of going off memory what I've read about them and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things. There's a lot of studies out there. Like if you Google onions, um, you know, the health benefits of onions, you'll find some like, you know, some university studies on on onions and mm-hmm. the benef- health benefits of onions. They are considered a, a health food. They really are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's something that's worth growing for the health benefits and it's a good thing to include in your diet. If you can, there's some people who can't stomach onions. Most people like them right. to a certain amount. I, I love them. I mean, I'm not one of these people right. who pick up an onion and eat it like an apple. Cause I know people like oh, that. I'm not one of those, but yeah. yeah, but I do like a sliced onion on a sandwich or onions in like all mm-hmm. my dishes. And I just like to, you know, I mean, tacos with lots of onions on them or whatever. Yep. I put them on everything. You know, I love onions. I um, pickled some this year. Never pickled had a red onion. onion. Never yeah. had a pickled onion, but it oh, sounds so like it might be pretty good. What if can you ferment onions? I don't know. Yeah. Do people ferment I mean, onions? I've never tried that. They either. do. I haven't tried it, but they do. That might be something to look into. I should try it with red onion. I really like red onion. It's one of my favorite, but you know, there's so many different onions that you can do sweet and spicy. Yeah, you know, yeah. we like the sweet onions. Such a variety know. that you can use them for that. I mean, I really like red because they tend to be a little bit more on the sweet. We like the sweeter. I like sweet. I like the red too. My wife likes the white onions just because they're just for the culinary stuff they're just kind of yeah. like the the, yeah. the traditional onion for slicing and putting on things and she mm-hmm. likes those i like the red ones because i like to put them on everything and it just tastes a little bit sweeter um the purple yeah, and if you cook them red, they taste different than if them, they're yeah. raw i find the purple or red onions easier to grow too i mean they just seem like they're more durable yeah. i don't know why that they, was my experience last year too when i grew them from seed um the red onions just they got bigger and they were a little bit easier to grow so, um, yeah. Yeah. That's why I went with those, uh, ones I ordered this year. Generally I've, uh, collected the, the seeds and we, we'll get into that a little bit here. And I collected seeds and just kind of continued on the ones I've had. And I think I actually started the ones I started growing. I actually just picked up locally at like one of the feed stores and, okay. you know, picked up the, the sets the set, and yeah. yeah, and just started and just planted those. Then I collected seeds from those. And then I've kind of continued that on, um, 
but this year I wanted to order something. Like I said, they've been like more like a I had a couple different ones. I had the the red or purple onions, but they were like a medium size onion. They weren't real mm-hmm. big. And then we had some white onions. Again, they weren't real big either. They were kind of a medium size onion. But I wanted some of these really big ones. So I'm really trying that for the first time this year, the couple, you know, varieties that are kind of supposed to be really good for that. And we'll get into a little bit about the different types here in a minute. But another reason that I've I've planted onions especially since I've dove into the world of permaculture a lot more is for the companion planting benefits of right. onions. Yeah. Onions are like garlic because they're all in the same family um, are really good at masking smells, which mm-hmm. will prevent pests from coming into your yes. plants. So if you plant them yeah. around a lot of your plants, it'll mask the smell, mask the smell of those plants yeah. and prevent a lot of that. So I plant them for that reason. I've got them scattered. When I have a garden, they're everywhere. Like they're around every garden bed. Um, yeah, that's kind of my intention this year. Even like with the onions and the garlics is um, deer pressure. Yeah. Um, using that to kind of keep them at bay since we seem to have quite the problem. You know, our neighbors have all left. We don't have a lot of neighbors around us right now. And the deer have discovered how mm. wonderful the yeah. area is again. And so I have a feeling I'm going to be fighting, battling this again this summer. <laughs> so yeah, my yeah. plans are to put onions everywhere and garlic. So yeah, that's been my practice here for the last couple of years, especially I've really been just scattering them around everywhere. And it's, it's nice too. And you forget where you even have them. Like you'll be walking after, Oh, I got onions over here too. When it's time to harvest, you know, and you just popping them up everywhere. And I do better dedicate a, an area of a bed just solely yeah. to them because I want a lot of onions. We grow a lot of onions because we use a lot of onions. It's just one of them kind of staple crops in our in our household it that it's something we just eat a lot of and we find them easy to grow and you know and they store decent and I mean so they're just nice to have. So it's just one of them plants that that we like to grow, you know, and, and we use a lot of. So yeah, everywhere. We just want them everywhere. <laughs> so that's the reasons that's why you should grow onions because they taste great. They're healthy. And they're great companion yeah, plants. And they Even don't. if you didn't like eating them, planting them around some stuff for a for right. companion benefits would be great to do. Yeah. I love planting them. Like if you plant them with like tomatoes, it's just nice because the tomatoes are like a bush crop. And then you have mm-hmm. that root crop right next yeah, door. And they just go. work so well together because yeah. of that. That's a good point. Yeah. You put them around trees and things too to help with some mm-hmm. pest prevention. And we can get into a little bit on the different types of onions because there's also perennial onions which aren't like your biennial onions and those work really good in in permaculture settings like in guilds and things like that those are even extra great for stuff like that so yeah i mean just well then we'll talk a little bit more about that here as we jump into onion types now there are four kind of onion types we're going to talk about there's long day onions day neutral onions and short day onions and perennial onions so um for you and I, there's probably one kind of onion we're growing most. Well, there's two yes. really on this list, but, but as far as biennial onions, there's really one. Which one is it, Rachel? Walking onion? Or no, no you no, mean no. you said For the biennial, biennial onion. I yeah. grow walla wallas. Are there and they're a long day onion, probably. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We have you probably much have to grow long day onions where you live. Yes. I'm kind of on the border where I can do long I mean long day onions are going to do best for me, but I could also grow the day neutral onions where I'm at. Um, and they would do great yeah. here, but yeah, long day onions are just more for zone six and colder. Uh, and the difference is, is the bulb formation. It's what they call them a long day onion is because on a long day onion, 
you need at least 14 to 16 hours of daylight before it'll initiate yeah. the bulb formation. Um, so those grow best in zone six and colder. They're usually planted in late winter to early spring. Um, yeah. Usually indoors because that's the only option we have. Yeah. So we're having to start them indoors. Uh, and and so we have to stick with the long day onions mostly. And they grow great where we're at, especially where you're at. I mean, the long day onions are, will be oh, yeah. great. So, they grow uh, really well. Yeah, they do yeah. really well. And then there's day neutral onions. And now they initiate a bulb formation at 12 to 14 hours of daylight. And you can grow them. They grow, they can really grow in any of the zones. They can grow down south or they can probably grow where you're at. They just ain't going to grow as well. Um, yes. But they're really do best in zones five and six. So they're, but so you just have to, when you're buying seeds, look for what they are or sets or bulbs or whatever. Make sure you're getting the right kind for your area. Yeah. Right. They will grow everywhere, but they'll grow best in zones five and six. And then you have short day onions, which I know nothing about because I've never had the privilege of being able to grow them. They initiate yeah. bulb formation at 10 to 12 hours of daylight and they require mild winter climates zone seven or warmer. Um, usually, and here's the difference, a really big difference with them. They can be planted in the fall and harvested in the spring, but they can also be planted in late spring and harvested a little bit later. So they, so a lot of your people down South, folks down South, listen to this, you're probably planting onions in the fall and That's, they're doing, yeah. and that would be weird to me, you know, like I can't even imagine, you know, and then I harvesting in the spring time, which would be great, but that's a short day, a short, day onion you could do that with so again i've never had the privilege right. of being able to grow a short day onion because where we live um yeah, but yeah exactly. that would be neat that would be neat to be able to you, you could probably pull it off in a heated greenhouse in where you i probably live could. i think it's probably just has to do with the ground freezing because they would yeah. just rot here if you, yeah. if you wanted to have like some some raised beds in a greenhouse and and yeah, pull and it could. was heated you could probably pull them off here but it would take some work and it would take a little bit extra but as far as growing them outside yeah, that's what you'd have to have. So that's kind of the difference in the diff those three rise. Now there's something called perennial onions, and uh, yeah, I'm really new. Well, I've grown chives, which are a perennial onion, yes, and scallions, which are one. a perennial onion, also. Now I've just recently been in introduced to walking onions, which you have been growing for a while, and I'm just going to be growing them. This I year. love them. Um, yeah. they're definitely on the spicy side, and they're yeah, small. I haven't ate any yet, but I have some growing yeah. in the greenhouse, and I also have some planted out. They don't uh, and, get real big. Um, yeah, right. I would say they're more the size of a shallot. Probably. Okay. These look like the ones that were sent to me. They they look like probably just slightly smaller than a golf ball. Yep. Is where they were when they were sent yeah, to me. Yeah, so they don't get real that's big. That's probably as big as they get. Yeah, okay. And what happens is with these is um, they're just, they're cold tolerant. So if it freezes here, they do just fine. So what happens is, is you put that bulb in the ground, it grows up and you get that, the green part. And on top of that every year, so it's not biannual, it's annual every year, it will grow the, the typical flower that you see on the top of um, onions where it grows in that big circle and it'll grow the little seeds on the top and it just, and they look like little tiny onions. So they're not like, they start as seeds, yeah. but then as they grow, they turn into like it these little It looks bulbs. like a clump, like like a clump of yeah. onion. Yeah. yeah, like, but they're small. They're like right. smaller than a dime. And they get heavy, they tip over. Plant themselves. And they plant themselves. <laughs> and that's why they're called walking onions. Yeah. And um, they- So they're really not a true perennial. They're an right. annual that plants itself every year. 
but very readily. That's kind of a, like, it, yeah, it's kind of a, yeah. it, people would consider that a perennial, anything that just replants itself like that, I guess. Yeah. And I think they call them like bulbets. Mine, they're Egyptian walking onions, but they, um, even here I'm zone five and they have no issues. Like so, they're very prolific. Let me ask you this. Does it, so it makes like this hoop of green. Yeah. It just kind of falls over. So, so to harvest, you would just cut the green and then harvest the old, the last the, this year's growth and let the new one. Yeah. That's what I, the, that's yeah, what I break do. The green. Yeah. Okay. I was curious. Yeah. I figured that's how it would work. You just cut it and pull up the, the old one and you got the new one growing. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to, I mean, with these, they can kind of wander if you let them. So I try to kind Guide of them. direct where they go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That would work great they though. They plant like really readily. They don't yeah. seem to they don't seem to be overly um picky about the soil. I actually took some out to our property where that's not the most ideal soil yet. They had no problems out there. And we had a drought, they had no problems with that. They have no prop. They just really really hardy. My my plan with those is to not grow them so much around my garden beds, but to use them in my guilds around my trees and yeah, things to kind of let them kind of, because I have that little filled in area there with other plants and they can just kind of walk around right. in there in those guilds. Yeah. And so I think they're going to be a really great guild plant. Plus like you're going to have those benefits of that you always have with an alum plant, uh, alum plant that it's just going to have that, uh, you know, companion planting benefits. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to having those there. Chives and scallions that we've, I've grown yeah. as well. And those are great also to have. So do you have... I want to get this. I have a friend with one and I told, I emailed him and told him that I wanted some from him. He has something called a Welsh onion. I've heard of them, which but is I'm, a no, perennial. It's yeah, a perennial uh, yeah, onion also. Perennial. Yeah. yeah. I don't have it. Well, I, I from what I understand though, the walking onions are actually a crossbreed of a Welsh onion I think and so. something else. I, I can't remember what else. They're actually a, yeah, they're, they're a cross of that. I, yeah, I read that's that what before. I was reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Welsh is part of that. And I was going to say, we have links to information on um, these perennial onions, but also if that last, you know, that last little section where we were talking about the, um, the hours for long day and neutral and short day onions, I found a really nice, um, yeah, from Johnny map in Johnny's seed. Yeah. On their website, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes because it is really helpful just to visualize know what that. kind of seeds you should be getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that will all, be there. Mostly, what we're going to talk about today is the, are the biennial onions, your normal onions, not yep. perennial onions. Yep. And we're really going to focus a little bit on the seeds too because it's that time of the year for getting your seeds in. You don't have to start from seed though, but we're going to spend some time talking about yep. planting yep. from seed because that's just what we're doing right now. Um, so there are three ways to plant your biennial onions which is our main topic here and you can do from seed which is can be a difficult way to do it because yeah. it takes so long and um, space and space yeah and and you yeah. got to do it inside because where we're at because it's just cold out you can't you know if you're going to start yeah. them you got to start them on a kitchen table or have a grow tent set up in your house or whatever so you just got to do that um so there's that way you can do sets which are the bulbs sets or bulbs which we're going to call them the little bulbs you buy the little those are sets and then you can do starts which are little seedlings of onions or bunches mm -hmm. some people call them bunches some people just call them sets or starts rather um and you can plant those ways now if you're going to start later you pretty much have to go with sets or starts yeah. and it's easy i mean honestly you can go down to the feed store and buy your 
your sets. Now, I actually have a harder time finding starts. Um, I think some greenhouse yeah. is probably selling, I but I actually have a hard time finding, either. yeah, people selling like the onion bunches. We don't really find those around here. I don't know. Maybe some places it's just more common, but I don't really find starting with starts. Right. You can yeah. do your own starts. It's kind of what you're doing if you're starting with seed. You're taking your your starts out there and planting them, your bunches or whatever, and starting them. Um, but yeah, those are the three ways. Now, if you're going to, like I said, if you're going to wait till a little bit later to do this, probably going to go with sets. It's just seems to be the way most people do it. Um, But I hear a lot of people say a better way is actually having the bunches. They grow bigger and better with the bunches than they do with the sets. That's kind of been my experience. Like when I was doing sets sets or starts when I, well, I have, well, I do because I start my seeds and I plant starts from my own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I found that mine grew bigger than when I was using sets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've had pretty good luck with the, the sets, um, or I, I think it'd just be simpler if we call them balls because I think people yeah, know what a bulb that's what is. They look like when yeah, they're, they're a little bulb. Like in this mesh bag, and usually you'll find them so easy. Yeah. yeah, I mean you could go to Walmart and buy them like that. They yeah. usually have them there, or you can or go to big any box store. Like, yeah, I go to like Rural King or a TSC, yeah. and they'll have like a they'll have like a whole bin full of them. You can just scoop them yep. up, put them in a bag, and I think that's how I started. You know, with them, and you can usually have four or five different varieties there, and you can make sure they're a long day on you. Start like it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You will have a harvest of onions starting that way more than likely, unless there's just some freak event that kills them all. But I've always had pretty good luck with them. Like I'd say 98% probably grow to a nice, decent onion. You know, it's does fine. They're not, I never have the biggest, best onions, but they're great. Um, matter of fact, we did, I dug some out two days ago and chopped them up, you know, that we harvested. And well, I, I said tacos earlier. That's why it made me think of that because we had tacos and I chopped up a couple onions so we could have some on our, our tacos we were having for dinner. And, you know, they were fantastic. They were just great. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're going to start with sets like that and you'll be fine, but I like starting with seeds. I actually do both. I won't, I won't lie. I usually start I some I seeds too. and yeah. I also pick up some sets and I'll do it that way also. It's kind of a security thing for me. (laughs) Yeah. The whole reason I started from seed, started moving over to seeds was, um, to be honest, I want I just wanted to make sure I knew how to do it. Well, and there's benefits to it. Let's talk about some of the benefits of growing onions from seeds. One of the biggest is self-sufficiency because when you can reproduce, like you said, you wanted to know how to do it because when you can't get seed, you know how to get seed, you know, you know how to grow your Exactly. Your yeah. onions from seed. And it is one of the more difficult things, I think, to grow from seed in some ways, be- just because it takes a long time for it to yeah. start going. I mean, to, you know, get going. And then it's just a slow growing. I mean, it's it's they one take, some things yeah. excite you when you're growing it from seeds. Onions is not one of those things. It no. takes forever for them to get going. <laughs> it's it's why you start it so early. I mean, I mean, what other seeds do you have to start in like into January, early February? I mean, hardly anything. Not many. <laughs> yeah, but but onion seeds you do because they are slow. Really. And then all you see is like this little green. Oh yeah. That's it. Nothing yeah, exciting, and it's a, so slow. Yeah. It is. You're <laughs> thinking this isn't working, but it is. It's just that's just the way they are. That's right. why you start them so early, but yeah. Well, but and the other reason is variety. When you go to your box store or to TSC, you're getting like your typical varieties of like you know, Walla Walla is really common or your sweet yellow mm-hmm. onion. Um, but when you go to like, you know, MI Gardener or like you ordered from Baker Creek, Baker Creek, they have just 
endless varieties, oh, which yeah. is kind of fun to play with. Yeah, I was, yeah. you know, going through the catalogs and I just picked a couple that looked like they were the biggest and widest onions I could find. But yeah, I that's mean, what I usually like for so big. Many. Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah, want to grow a big onion, and I yeah, haven't and yet. I've not had a lot of fortune with that, so I wanted to try some yeah. big onions this year. Yeah, but I don't think the ones I, were, I was growing were the biggest of I onions. Anyway, I can't remember so. the variety yeah, I, I got. They either. were. I can't remember the variety I got. They were a different variety. They were not Walla Walla, but um, but I did the same thing. I was like, oh, big, yes. <laughs> Which is another reason I like podcasting and blogging is because I'll put stuff like that in the show notes. And if I ever really want to know, sometimes I can go back and find actually what that was that I talked about right, and find yeah. the stuff that I actually planted. Like there's trees here. I can't even remember what I planted, like the variety of apple Oops. tree or whatever. But I talked about them on a podcast and I could probably go find them in the show notes and remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's kind of like this yeah. journal journey uh, or a journal rather online journal right. um, but yeah yeah i mean self-sufficiency is huge knowing your seed right you know seeing the different options uh, that you can get in seed but i like planting from seed and 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 knowing how to collect seed and do all that plus it's just cheaper i mean it's cheaper to buy it seeds it is you get a bunch of seeds for just a couple dollars i mean i think i spent i bought i think i got I think I spent like seven fifty on on onion seeds, and I got I don't know tons of them. I mean, more than I right. need probably seeds. So, you know, yep. cost is another big reason. So I and I just like growing things from seed anyway. It's just it's fun <laughs> for me to grow things from seed. Um, some disadvantages of growing onions from seeds again: it takes a lot of time, a little more work because yeah. you're going to have to pay attention to them. You're going to have to water them. You're going to provide light for them. They're going to take up some room in your house while you're growing yeah. them. There are some disadvantages to growing. Yeah, depending on how many seed. I mean, I like, we use a lot of onion, like you said you do. And if you start a, the amount that you think you might need, that, that takes up a lot of space under your grow lights. So, yeah. And yeah. But the thing is, um, they don't have to take up a ton of space for what you get to, especially if you're going to do like the bunches, because you can right. grow them in like, which we can, we can talk about that can, in equipment yeah. that you might need here yep. in a minute. But, um, you can use like the traditional like little seed tray, like seventy two, you know. Yeah, the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. thing seed trays, or you could just like buy have a pan and just sprinkle the seeds like crazy in there and have them grow in a bunch to where you. Pull I've done them that apart. before too, and yep. they work really well like that. And you can just kind of peel them apart and plant them that way out in your garden. Yep, and that works really well. And they don't have to take up as much space that way. Um, yeah. So we can talk about that more in a minute. But first, we'll talk about when to plant onion seeds again early to at least 10 yeah. to 12 weeks before the average last frost day in your zone. Right. Which you can find your zone by, you know, if you just for me, I'm, I'm probably zones, starting yeah. mine a couple weeks, even earlier than that, but yeah. that's fine because I got the room. I can, I can make it work. I can even move them to the greenhouse at some point if they get too big and yeah, you know, have that intermediate location there for them. But yeah, I would say 12 weeks before the average last frost date in your zone. And I can actually put a link in the in the show notes of, of a, you know, a, a link you can go to to find out what your grow zone is yep. and try to just determine that date when to get those onions. For you, it's probably right now, probably, yeah. is, or, or for me, rather, it's right now. Yours is probably more like a month from now. Yeah, I'm getting honestly. ready to start some of mine, but I always start a little bit early yeah with onions yeah. that's not a problem unless you just don't have the room like i said to do right. it yeah um but yeah it's one of them things you have to start super early so yeah. again that's why we're doing this podcast right now how do you plant onion seeds 
again, like I said, the equipment, you can just bunch them all together in a, in a you know, a uh, tray and do it that yeah. way. Or you can divide them more you can do like into a 10, individual units. Tray. If you're planning on them growing a little bit longer, like me, like I do put them in like the 72 yeah. you know, spot tray because they're going to grow a little longer for me. And I want them a little bit more individual because they're going to need a little bit more room to grow because they're going to get a little bit bigger. Um, yeah, I do the same. Me. That's why I said it takes up more room for me. Yeah, right. But, so yeah. I do it that way. But again, if you started them, say, 10 weeks before and they're not going to be quite as big, just growing them in a big bunch is fine. You can just sprinkle a bunch of seeds in a in a grow tray. Yep. And you'd be fine because they're going to be, you're just going to pull them apart, but they pull apart easy. They didn't like some plants where you're breaking stuff and right, you know, yeah. doing a lot of damage. They pull apart. You just got to loosely kind of just pull them roots apart. They're not real tangled up like some plants are. I mean, they will bunch up and you got to pull them apart, but you won't really damage them and they do fine on the transplant. Um, you just need some good soil. We always, I always mention this when I'm talking about planting indoors, buy some potting soil, something yeah. sterilized. Don't bring the soil in from your garden. Because you're going to have infestations of bugs and maybe funguses. And just go buy you a bag of good organic potting soil. It'll be worth it. Um, Planting the seeds. You can space them. Some people do, like we're talking about. Yeah, and they're tiny. You're going to be there. It's going to take a minute. (laughs) Little black seeds. Sprinkle (laughs) them all over the place. You can do whichever. You can either drop them individually or you can kind of sprinkle them all over a tray. I mean, sprinkling them all over a tray is definitely easier because they're so small. Sure. And, right when you're doing it, it is. But, you know, yeah. it sometimes is a little bit more work to, as they get bigger. But, right. Yeah. yeah right. Um, so that's kind of the thing. As far as caring for them, it's like anything. You don't want to let them dry out. But yeah. you don't want to keep it like standing in water either. You just got to be careful just to, you know, I always do like the finger test. And you want your soil deep uh, to be moist about an inch deep. For anything, you use, um, I usually will put a little bit of vermiculite over the top of mine, some, but I don't always. You can buy, but, and you can buy potting yeah. mixes that have some of that in it. So yeah. or you're doing it, just keep from uh, like uh, mildew and things off the top of it or mold or anything from the top. Yeah. Of the and it also you keeps that. Yeah. from drying out. My basement's like really, really dry. So it helps kind of retain some of that yeah. moisture. But yeah, I can I usually that. That take like, they usually take about a week before you start to see anything. <laughs> At least come up. Yep. At <laughs> least sometimes a little too. longer. It, it depends. But yeah, I probably keep my house a little bit warmer than you do. Um, yeah. So that helps. I think if you got a little bit warmer house, it probably makes them germinate a little quicker. Yours probably yeah. a little slower. Um, so don't give up. Just keep. Yeah. Hang in there. Don't think they didn't <laughs> die. Wait a couple of weeks before you start making any kind of determinations. Like I might have to replant these because you'd be surprised how long it takes with onion seeds yeah. to germinate. They take it, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but. Again, I always like for moisture determinations, I always just kind of stick my finger down in the soil about an inch. And if it's a little bit moist, I don't water them. If it is dry, I water. But I do that like yeah. every day. And yep. I just kind of do that moisture test. I don't want the top of it being wet, but I want it just under the soil surface to be moist. So I'm pretty right. much watering. Like don't soak Every them. other day, probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're bottom watering, if you have a tray set up or you're bottom that's watering, that's ideal. the best way I think. Yeah. But if you are watering from the top, you know, you don't want to keep that moist all the time. Unless you're doing something like what you're doing with the vermiculite, which will help with that. Because you will get like a fungus growing. Yeah, I think that's like the two. I know for me, when I started growing from seed, my two mistakes were like letting it dry out or having it too wet. So you do learn that. I generally bottom water. Yeah. Which works nice. You know, I generally have the tr- two trays. I have, the, I set the, 
you know, the, the 72 cell tray yes. down in one of those trays that hold water. And then I'll just pull the side apart a little bit from the other one and I'll pour the water into the bottom tray. I've started doing that too. It's yeah. And it does one, work it's so much easier. And number two, I feel like my plants just, and you just don't have to, wa- I, I find I don't have to water as often either. I don't have yeah. to be out there because when you're yep. putting it on the top, it seems like it just soaks to the bottom and you find yourself watering more when you do it from the bottom up, it just seems to hold the water better. Yeah, it does. It just, I feel like it does too. Yeah. And, but there's a, you don't want to like fill it to the top. You want maybe come about halfway up on into your soil on the, yeah. on the, on the cells. So it, there's a little bit of a learning curve on that. If you've never done it to figure out the ideal uh, height to fill your water up in that bottom tray, but I find it works really good, you know? A little yeah, you side can buy note, those, though, or you can kind of make some of your own too. So, yeah, I was going to say a little side note on the trays when you're doing those. I find if you're buying those super, super, like I told you, I pull the side out a little bit to pour the water in. If yeah. you have those really super cheap trays, they'll break. I've had pulled them out before and they crack and then it just burst and then water goes everywhere. But if you buy the little more, you know, the ones that are a little bit more durable, um, yeah. I can put a link in for I was just gonna say you should put a link I'll to the link ones in, that you like. What's that name of that website? Oh, again? I was I trying can't. to think of it. That's why yeah, I, was I can't like, think you of it. Put I'll put the link, link in. in where you can buy some that are a little bit more durable. Um, yeah. and you will get a better tray. They're a little more expensive, of course, because they they're are. they're built a little heavier duty. But I have, especially if you're using them like on a second season, yeah. first season they'll probably hold up all right. Second season they get a little more brittle. And then I've had yeah. them crack on me. So it's just a little side note there if you're watering from the bottom. Yeah, my local grow store has um, some really nice ones, but I still yeah. want to buy the ones you have. I'll, just I'll drop the link in, in the show notes because I think that they are good, good trays. And uh, yeah, they, they, just, they just hold up better. Yeah, they're just a little thicker and they seem to hold up better, last a little longer. So I'll put that link in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really, that's I mean, and then you just, yeah, yeah, you just kind of keep that going and you just keep. Keep moisture, keep light. What, I mean, what do you do with the grow lights? You have a grow tent set up for yours, don't you? I I kind of, well, so what I do is I have my grow lights and I have, they're like emergency blankets that I bought for a dollar at the, when it was a dollar store, yeah. now it's the dollar 25 store. Um, And I put those around my shelves just because I pay a lot. My electric bill goes up during this time and I want all that light going on my seedlings and not right. being everywhere so and it i helps put with that up around it too yeah it helps with the heat yeah, and it adds and, a little bit of heat because mine yeah. is in my basement and we keep our house at 62 so um yeah i know i'm crazy but we <laughs> well, keep our hey, house you can 62. do it that's great we keep ours a little warmer than that but yeah that's great yeah and so that's what i do and then um as they start to get bigger i don't know if you do this but i do kind of add a little bit of a fan to start to get those yeah those to get used as part of the hardening off a little process. bit yeah, yeah we can talk about that in a second I, i'll talk about my grow light setup for okay. uh for Go onions for first which is none i oh you don't I choose use i choose to anger my wife and use the kitchen table for three months oh <laughs> no i've done you. both i've done both if i'm <laughs> only doing onion seeds i kind of go to the far there's i got nice windows right there beside my table well okay. and actually i don't have to do that now because actually i have a shelf right in front of one of the windows and I can actually where I've been putting my microgreens and I can actually okay. take the microgreens off and do the do the um onion seeds rather there my onion uh starts there instead so or I in the past I have used the kitchen table though and she's like we can't even use the kitchen table for two months because you're growing I'm like yeah I know sorry <laughs> but uh this would that. imply that you would have to get sunshine yes yeah we get enough I mean you get I found that onions don't take 
they do pretty well with just what little bit's coming through the window. I, I've not had a lot of problem with it. It seems like they get pretty good. But this would imply sun. We haven't seen the sun in weeks here. <laughs> They're okay. Yeah, it kind of depends on the situation, I guess. I've I've had pretty good. Right. Now I will. Yeah. Now I will. As soon as the weather starts getting a little warmer, like early morning. Oh yeah. And I do heat my greenhouse, so I will take them out there, and it will yeah. do fine. They'll do fine out there at that point. So it's really just like maybe a month and a half, two months. That okay. Maybe a month yeah. and a half. I'm really in the kitchen with the. Yeah, you know, I, I, I used to do grow tents and do have all the light mm-hmm. setups in the house. But then when I got a greenhouse, I thought, Hey, I'm going to use that instead. Yeah. Well, then I figured out I couldn't use it for everything. I there's still that intermediate time there where I couldn't. So I was back to the kitchen table again. So yeah, I really should have some kind of a tent, like a grow tent. I have a house. tent, but I, that's what I have made. So I bought these two tents. They're the same size. And I put the four, I put, my four foot grow lights in them. So I put them right next to each other. But as it starts to get warm and the days start to get longer, I take the lights down and I move those grow tents to the porch because they do have a clear plastic covering. Mm-hmm. And I'll start putting my plants out there and then closing them in um, during the, you know, like spring ish. Yeah. And I have a bunch of grow lights that I basically. It- I'm not even using now because I used to have them all set up on my indoor aquaponics. Well, I've moved that aquaponics to the greenhouse now, so I don't have grow lights on it anymore. So I have all these nice grow lights that I'm not even using now. Right. So I really should make a, you know, put a shelf up and hang the grow lights in there and put a tent around it. I really should set that up. And you know what? I'm sitting here convincing myself that I think I'm going to do that. I wish I had a greenhouse because I, I, I really don't. Even though my grow lights are LED, just the idea that I'm my power bill has been going up. Yeah, and which is why I even yeah. moved the aquaponics to the greenhouse because I, yeah, I was running those grow lights a lot, and it's a lot of electricity. Right. I mean, even though they're LED, like you said, even though they're LED, it's still electricity you're burning. That you know, if you cannot yeah. do that, it's better. So, but there is a lot of things I'm wanting to start this year a little early. I think that. But I would so have to heat a greenhouse here, and I don't know. It probably outweighs itself for. (laughs) I'm even just thinking for tomatoes and peppers, I should probably set one up because I want to get a better start on that this year because I ended up waiting a long time for uh, for my tomatoes this this last year because I got started with my My peppers were really late this year. Yeah, your peppers were really late. Yeah. Yeah, my peppers were really late this year. So, so yeah, yeah, that's how you can kind of get started with your seedlings. Now, there is a process of hardening off, like Rachel said, with the fan. You're using a fan to kind of – you want to uh, simulate them being outside and having breeze and having – it's a yep. culture shock, basically, to transplant directly from your pots to outside. Yeah. So there's a hardening off process, like for anything you're growing from seed. Um and you can do that with fans, but then there's even this process of starting to acclimate them to the outdoors yep. where you take them out and introduce them to sunlight, direct sunlight for, you know, a little bits at a time, an hour, two hours, three hours. And you try to increase that over a few days before you actually do the transplanting. Outside. And those days can get a little bit overwhelming yeah, for because for me, I start out, a lot of my own seeds and so and, I, and I do a lot of plants. So I'm taking tons of trays in and out every night. Yep. But Yep. Me too. The greenhouse has certainly helped me with that because I don't have to do that. Anything that's yeah. been in the greenhouse, I don't have to. It just seems that it can, it can just go directly outside. I'll open the door and let a little breeze flow yeah. through there for a few days, but that's it. And, and it's ready See, to transplant. That's where I should probably be considering getting a bigger greenhouse than what and I have. That, that is one of the big bonuses of that transition. You know, that hardening off transition is greenhouse is nice. Um, but 
uh, I one year forgot my plants out there Oops. and uh, had to completely start. Matter of fact, I didn't. So did they freeze or did you fry them? I fried them. Okay. I forgot they were out there and it was in the direct sun. And I mean, I put them out, meant to leave them out just a couple hours, got yep. sidetracked doing something, ended up, we was going to go somewhere, jumped in the car, forgot to bring them in, left oh, for several no. hours, come back, everything laid down flat dead. And oh, I couldn't no. even start. It was too late to even start over for, from seed that year. So I ended up having to go and buy all of my plants that year and start, you know, and, and basically just wasted all the money. And so it is something you so you're saying, start your timer on your phone, <laughs> be aware and don't forget because you will ruin over all I the have hard work frozen things before. It's very yeah. rare that things get fried. I've, I've, I've if I was using a out. greenhouse, yeah, I've never yeah. left anything out all night, but I have forgotten, left them out in the hard sun and that will kill them just yeah. as dead as freezing. <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> for sure. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's why you can't. That's exactly the reason you can't just take them directly from end out and plant them because that's what will happen. They'll just lay down and die. Um, yeah, they're not used shock. to it. Yeah. yeah it's like you're not used to it. I mean, it would be like putting ourselves in. Yeah. You know, went, you're used to 60 degrees and putting yourself in the oh, yeah. desert for a whole day. So you come out of Michigan and go to a Florida vacation in early summer yep. and you're going to get toasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like getting fried in the early summer, a, right. a sun tan or whatever. And and honestly, once you get your plants into your garden, you can make that transition and you transplant them. From that point, mm -hmm. it's I find onions pretty hardy. I mean, as long they as you're are. getting they decent, uh, you know, an average rainflow. Or, I mean, if you're having a drought or whatever, you're going to have to water them. But I find them to be more of the more hardy plants that I'm growing. I don't I have, have a lot of issues. I have yet to have any issues with disease yeah. or anything in mine. Yeah. So, yeah. They're, they're pretty hardy. So, as far as caring for young seedlings in the garden, I just make sure yeah. they're getting some water. But other yep. than that, I, I think they're pretty good. They do all right, at least for me. Anyway. I, I feel like outside of starting them, they're one of the easier plants to grow. Once they get going, yeah, yeah. I don't have any issues with them. I mean, I just find that they're... Yeah, they're one of them kind of carefree. I think yep. it's part of the reason I just love growing them so much. I mean, I, I love the the harvest and what you get for your. I just love how they labor. look too. You get them in their little rows, and they're so <laughs> cute. Yeah, I actually, I well, I have one bed that I do rows, but like I said, most of mine I plant around my beds on like the outskirts yeah. and around things. So uh, that's kind of how I, I plant do mine. mine but... I have one bed, or usually I have one very full bed of onions and one very full bed of garlic, and then, but I do I plant mine. I interplant mine too, but I, I do yeah. like that one little bed. I love just the little green. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Up. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 you know, and so you get there and you're, that's really much it. And and now this doesn't matter if you started with sets. Now here's the difference with sets or, yeah. or starts starts. If they're already acclimated, you want to make sure that they've been kind of acclimated and, and hardened off. But especially with sets, you go directly from taking those bulbs and just popping them in the ground. Yep. Directly outside. Super easy. Super easy. Make sure you're planting them the right way. There's a little root in, and the roots are really small. You've got to plant them the right direction. You push that root in down, not yes. up. It, it, it actually, if you weren't paying attention, could be an easy mistake to make because it's the root end is really yeah, small. And there's yep. just little tiny, you'll see the little root nubs kind of on there. That side's down, of course. So, but other than that, you just plop them in the ground. And like I said, you just go out there early spring, wherever you yeah. want onions, push those in. And I usually just, I push them about an inch down where the, you just barely see the, maybe the tip sticking up out of the, out of the soil. So they're down about an inch basically. Cause they're only about an inch 
big, you know, the size of them is about an inch probably. So you're pushing them down in basically the depth of the bulb and that's it. And it's that easy. I'd yep, actually, I do the same. yeah, when you're doing your sets though, I mean, you basically, when you're doing, you're taking yours out there and planting them. Uh, yeah. They're a little bit push smaller. Push them down about so, yep. the same. I push them down about bulb depth. Is that what same you do? Yep. Yeah, bulb yep. depth. And that's where I go with it. So super, super easy uh, yeah. to plant them. Um, are there some advantages to planting from sets? It's easier. Yes. It's easy. It's quicker. Quick. You don't have to plan so far ahead. And and they're durable. I mean, they're oh, not... Yeah. Like when you're Super putting durable. in, when you're putting in the, the starts, they're, they're kind of tender. There's, there's these tender little seedlings, you know, so you're kind of yep. putting them in more delicately. I mean, with me, I take a, I take those bulbs and I just kind of cram them in the soil. Oh, I don't, I don't even, even poke a hole. I don't, I don't a dig hole. a hole. I just, I just them in there. Yeah, I push yep. them right in because my soil is pretty soft, but I just push them right in. You don't have to be Same. careful at all. I just right direction, boom, inch deep and just plop them in wherever you want them. It's uh, fast. It is it definitely is fast. really fast. You can drop a hundred of them in just a few minutes, really. I mean, it's that quick and easy to plant yeah. them. Um, so, but at disadvantages, like I don't I know. Like I said before, you don't get as much variety. Maybe. I have found, and I don't yeah. know if it's because of the varieties that I've planted or because I'm planting from sets, I don't get big giant bulbs. I yeah. don't know if that's because I'm planting sets or if it's because of the varieties. I felt like my onions that I grew, but like I said, I've only been growing them for three years. Yeah. Like large amounts. I Before I had grown a few here and there, but I started growing large amounts three years ago. I felt like the ones that I grew from seed did get bigger, but I didn't do like scientific stuff. Well, and here's anything, the thing. The ones that I, even those yeah. sets that I let go to seed and I've took the seeds, I think they get a little bit bigger. They're still not gigantic. But, yeah, I've, I don't but have I think the answer. I think the varieties that are grown was a smaller one. But yeah, I think they even did a little bit, got a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah right. I think I agreed. So again, you I may not get as big. I don't know if it's worth the time. But again, yeah. yeah, because they're still nice. I mean, I would say, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, I might get slightly under tennis ball size versus a you know softball size. You know what I'm saying? Right. You might yeah, get that here, kind of a difference, here. you know. Um, yeah, I would say tennis ball size which is a nice onion i mean it's a nice onion yeah. but they're not those big giant ones like i said you like buy at the store yeah. yeah you go to the store and buy yeah so i would like to get more of those i would too <laughs> i would too that would be really great nice to have so that's kind of the goal for this year of ordering those seeds that i did um again the advantages of planting starts like we're saying you know they're the same as seed basically because that's basically where they started right. from yeah um and if you can buy starts in your area, I mean, you might just go that route before you start from seed to try that. I don't see them around here for sale, so I don't. We I don't have really... one place that sells them. Um, they're kind of pricey when you consider. You can order them. I mean, you know, yeah, online, you can probably but... order them, but they sell out pretty fast. Yeah, I I don't really. Place go... where... I guess in early spring, I'm not running around all the greenhouses and seeing what they got. Um, they right. probably have them some of the greenhouses. But uh, yeah, you can buy those and just basically skip the actual trouble of starting from C, but yet still get the same benefit if you yeah. if you were using starts rather than sets. The language gets tricky there. <laughs> starts yeah, or seedlings, it, it does, sets yes. or bulbs. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about saving the onion seeds. Now, onions, these kind of onions are biennial, which means you get your seed, mm -hmm. which means you're supposed to get your seed head every other year. Right. 
Now, if you have a hot and dry year, like we did this last year, I actually had a bunch go to seed last year. So did I. So did yeah, I. Yeah, in one so year. So hot. And because it basically dry. just tricked them into thinking it was, I don't know, they just got fooled and think it was their second year or something, and they went to seed. So I was able to get seed from one-year onions this last year. And if you've never seen, I'm going to tell you what. They're pretty. They're a show-off. They are a mm-hmm. display piece in your garden when they go to flower. They're amazing. I mean, they it is probably one of the prettiest flowers you'll have in your garden. They get this nice little globe. This white yeah. globe of of and then the seeds come from that. They'll dry out and you'll get these seeds. And 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 basically you'll just take that, you can just take a bag or a bowl or whatever and kind of just beat that flower head when it all dries up into a bowl or whatever. And you get all these black seeds. Yeah, it reminds out. me of a really big dandelion head. Just that big Oh, the, the, when it goes to fluff. Yeah. 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 When it goes to fluff that big, but it's yeah. much bigger but and it's, it's really pretty. Unlike more, some of your other, petals. yeah. Yeah. Unlike some of your other plants, when you let them go to seed, your yard yeah. kind of looks a little. Well, when the actual seed develops yeah. on the onion head, it ain't quite so pretty because it dries right. out, of course. But while in that transition is beautiful. It's and really like I said, pretty. It is. It'll catch your eye better than anything in your garden. Seeing an onion. You could bloom. grow it. Or ornamental easily you could it's that it's yeah. that pretty of a flower it's a really nice uh, centerpiece of your garden um but generally traditionally they go every other year so you have to so if you want to collect seeds usually you will have to let the a few of them continue on right die back for winter come back next year um and and that's not hard to do they they do fine they generally come back really nice and usually i don't even have to plan on doing that i just miss a bunch <laughs> And yeah. they do that. That <laughs> tends to happen. So I end up getting a bunch that come back in places I forgot that I even had any because I didn't plant any there this year. But now I got to, oh, I forgot to get some out there because I do plant them all over the place. So I just. So forget. I haven't done it a lot. Do you, um, as far as saving, do you have to worry about when you're growing several varieties? Do they cross easily? I don't know because I've only really grown two varieties the last few years. I got, okay. I had the, okay. I had the, the, purple with the red or purple i've only and, let the one the white ones that i've gotten yeah yeah i don't know i guess we should have probably dove into that a little bit i'm not real sure i i guess if yeah. you were just maybe just for the seed it's a possibility um but yeah i don't know i'm not real sure about that so i guess we'd have to we failed our people rachel we didn't do the no, research it says so i i actually <laughs> had a link to seed savers you, and it says they're not difficult to grow and collect um so there's not a lot of cross pollination that happens. Doesn't look like it. Okay, well, good. Okay, it, so there you have, yeah. folks. We got the. I answer didn't for you think after all. they crossed really easily, <laughs> but yeah, I don't hear of it being an issue like so you do with some other plants. But like yeah, squash never, or something. Yeah, I would say a lot of people don't mess with onion seeds though. Yeah, because they're so yeah. tiny. Yeah, I think people just don't mess with them, um, but they're easy to they're easy to harvest if you do let them go. And and, and now. Storing onion seeds, uh, everything I read, read says they don't store long periods of they time. Don't. So yeah. pretty much when you harvest enough for one year, so basically you're harvesting, you know, if they're only getting them every other year, yeah. you're harvesting for that next year. And then you, so you want to basically offset. Yeah. So I you have some going to seed yep. every year. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, I guess, something you'd want to do. Um, so I guess maybe a year or two is probably the limit on onion seeds if you even store them correctly because they just don't store well, I guess, from what I read. I've not uh, had a lot of issues because I usually harvest and plant, harvest and yeah. plant, so I don't know. Um, that's kind of been my experience um, 
that second year, I have some older seed that mm. last year I knew wouldn't germinate really well. And it didn't. I still had some germination, but it does lose it quicker than some seeds yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think I've done some second year and I didn't have as good a germination too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. definitely it's, it's not one like that, corn where if you store it well, it'll go for years. Yeah. It's definitely so, you're going to yeah. harvest those seeds in the, the fall and plant them in February, basically. <laughs> it's kind of what you're doing. Yeah. If you yeah. live where we live, it'd be different if you live somewhere else, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the saving onion seeds thing. I mean, it's really not complicated. It's really easy. I find it'd be an easy thing to to do is just timing, you know, like I said, spacing yep. out that time because it's a biennial. Um, something people maybe wonder about is when to harvest their onions. And uh, I find it pretty easy because you can harvest. I yep. mean, I'll always harvest, harvest some of the greens for yep. dishes throughout the year. I'll wait till they're at least six, seven inches long before I start cutting any off of them because I don't want to harm the growth of the of the onion. But you can start chopping some greens off and start using them in your cooking throughout the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And I love this plant just because of that. You can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. onion greens are great. And I'll even pull up some of the, you know, like I'll eat green onions. Like I'll, I plant yep. so many that we'll pull up a lot of them throughout the year and just eat, eat them as just green onions, you know, chop them up or even just eat them, you know, we'll have them right. with a side dish or whatever and eat an yeah. onion like that. I guess we do eat them like an apple if we're eating the greens like that. Cause we do, um, chop them out and put them in some salad or whatever. Um, we do a lot of harvesting like that, but when it's time to harvest the actual bulbs and get that nice big onion, um, yeah. I wait till basically the, the top dies down, dies back and kind of lays down flat. Yeah. Uh, about, it's pretty start, obvious. I mean, it yeah. just starts to look like it's ready to be picked. Yeah, it'll it just, just basically falls over. Like it dies and lays down. Yeah. And, and so yep. then it's time to dig them up. And, and again, you do want to go ahead and dig them up at that point, because by leaving them in, you're going to actually risk it turning cold and getting moist and them rotting so go right. ahead as soon as they lay down go ahead and harvest them yeah um, because there's a little bit of a process after that now harvesting there them, is if, if your soil's bit. good harvesting them is easy you can just kind of pop them right up out of the ground if your soil's kind of hard um you might have to use like a, a potato fork or something or just yeah or like and a dig garden them up. fork and kind yeah. of gently yep kind of pop them up out of the ground my soil is pretty good so they usually come up pretty easy um but not everywhere. Like if I did plant some around some trees or whatever, where the soil is a little yeah, more compacted, those are I do sometimes to have out. to dig those up. Yeah, I have to dig those up sometimes. So yeah, there is some of that. But um, you want to try to not damage that outside because right. they won't store as well then. Yeah, which part of the storing, before you can get to even the storing, you have to dry your onions. Yeah, you kind of have to cure them. Yeah, that's for storage. Now you could use them right away and you could start, yep. if you needed to use one, yep. you don't have to dry them to use them. They're fine to use just like they are. They're yep. like wet and harder to cut because they'll slide all over your countertop and things like that. I don't know if you get that experience where you're trying to cut, cut a fresh onion and it's popping across the counter because you're trying to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of moisture in there when there you cut is. those there's open. There is a lot of moisture it's surprising. on a fresh onion. Yeah. yeah. But to to store them, you're going to have to dry them. And we've talked a little bit about that because you just on the last episode we did together, we were talking about you Making were wanting a to building a rack for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I had mine on my porch this year and I kept having to run out. Um, we went, we had the huge drought and then we had all this rain and I kept having to run out and put tarps and cover them because yeah. I was trying to get that outside to dry out a little bit before I yeah. brought them into storm. I've had the same experience. I, uh, I, where I've, I've like said, horse, I've dried them out in different locations. One time I did it in the area where I keep my rabbits and my quail, which I felt a little bit unsanitary to do that. So I quit doing that, okay. I mean, even though it was a great place because I got good airflow through there. I already got fans going in there for the animals. Right. I got, 
it's dry because there's a roof over it. You know, I mean, it was just, it's kind of a good location, but then it just felt like weird to be drying out my food where I've got animals, you know, <laughs> so right, I kind of yeah, quit doing yeah. that. So I kind of moved out into my grape uh, vineyard area and I have like a, a pergola area over there with like a fence over it. And I was just dropping them down in that, but that's not got a roof over it. So if it rains, I kind of got to be, try to do that when it's dry. We have a lot of dry days in the fall. So if I get lucky, might have a couple of weeks with no rain. So it works out well. I might be able to do it. I have actually just, I have a table in my gazebo and I've just spread them out all over the table and dried them like that. It's better yeah, it's really that hang simple. them, but yep, I've spread them out them on a table and there's good airflow through there and they got good, you know, so, you know, it just, they dried out fine right there. Um, but we have a lot of them, so might have to do it in stages right. even on that. Yeah. A couple weeks generally, I find they're pretty dry. Um, you can kind of tell, it's kind of like with garlic. I kind of tell by the neck. I kind of feel down by the neck of it where it comes in yes. the top and I'll kind of push my thumb in there. And if that feels real brittle, they're good and dry. You can kind of tell. Yeah. That's starting to get really good and brittle right there. Well, um, and the, the ends get, the leaves get real dry. And, yeah. And yeah. just like garlic, if you, there is a way that you can braid them. Uh, you can leave That's that. That's what I do. On there. You can braid onions. Um. Yep. I do garlic. Onions are a little bit more difficult because the I find that the to me the the leafy part, the green part, doesn't isn't as strong as garlic. Yeah, it can break off. So I don't actually easier. braid mine. Actually, I use I tried to find the video of this. I watched somebody do it and it was easy. I use like a a piece of cotton yarn or string and I actually cut the end of it a little bit longer, several inches, and I twist okay. it. Okay. And I have mine hanging in, I don't know, they're bunches of like 20 onions. Yeah, I've just tried hanging to, I, on I, nails. I might have to look for something like that because I've tried to braid mine, but it's so brittle. I find it always yeah. so brittle that they just break off and I can't get them to braid good like like I can with garlic. Um, yeah. But you can you can just put them in a net bag, get you like some kind of a net bag right. or keep them in. Um, or nylons. Nylons. Or, yeah, you can yep. put them in like, yeah. Uh, I just store mine up off the floor. I find that they store longer if I have them like hanging on a nail or where I there's what not flow. to do with them. I put some in a cardboard box one time. Yeah, don't, do don't do that. They will go rotten on you yeah. uh, for sure. Mine did. And I lost, we lost a bunch uh, yeah. last year. Matter of fact, that went, yeah, I just, it was, a. I mean, I had, a hundred or so in the cardboard oh. boxes because I thought I'd I'd heard somebody say they stored theirs in boxes and I thought I'd try it and I, I put like some I put flow. like some wood chips in there and I thought it would like take any moisture the out moisture. stuff and I kind of put and them in the wood. oh no they mm. rotted I mean they went rotten they got rancid rotten I mean it was bad they stung Ew. I mean that's how I discovered them that they were stinking they smelled Ooh. yeah they was putting off some and then I go look at the box pick it up and it's just dripping almost wet you know where they just went rotten in there i was like oh that's not good so yeah don't do that but yeah you can twist them together braid them store them in nets yeah. net bags or nylons or whatever and they do now do you freeze yours because i've never tried freezing i have frozen them yeah, i don't do them? it often because freezer space is kind of at a premium yeah. but i have um i have frozen them i just dice them you don't need to when you do Onions, they're one of the few vegetables that you don't have to blanch before you dehydrate or you or you freeze. So you just literally just dice them. I like to have mine so you can um, 
grab just like a handful out of the baggie. Mm -hmm. So I will usually dice them and put them on like a cookie sheet and flash and freeze them. And then I'll put them in a baggie. So they're loose in the baggie. Yeah. Um, And then drying. Same thing. You can just dice them and put them in a dehydrator. You yeah, don't have I've to done, blanch We have dehydrated them. I mean, you know, that way we always have a, like a jar of them for cooking or whatever. Yeah. Some dried onions yep. to throw in a soup or whatever. They're great for that. And you got a quick access to them in a jar or whatever. So we always do de- dehydrate some. And I love having a <laughs> few jars of those dehydrated. But I'd never tried freezing them. I didn't even know that you could freeze them, really. I didn't know yeah, they would freeze well. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Awesome. It's nice for the same reason. You know, it yeah, just, yeah. Um, but I just, it's at a premium. So I don't do it a lot. So. Yeah. So like everything we've been talking about here, this is for people kind of in our zones, because like I said, if you're doing the short day onions down South, it's going to look completely different. You're going to start your seeds, I guess, late summer. And I don't know, it'd be different. You're just going to basically back up 12 weeks, I guess, to when you're wanting to drop them in the ground. And I'm assuming that's how it would work. And it's just going to be a little different. I don't know anything about growing those, so I can't, I mean, I could have done some more research into it and looked into it a little bit better, but there's probably people out there with more information for you folks that would serve you better on that. But for us, this is how we do it. You know, it's just, it, yeah. and it works well. I mean, now I am looking, I'm really, the, the walking onions are really appealing to me. I, I'm wanting to really get more. We have grown chives and we still, I mean, we still have chives. Yeah, I have perennial. Chives, yeah. They come back every year. Um, So, I mean, there's, so you get the benefits from all those things as well, but for, but I love a yeah. big, giant, good onion to slice up and use and cooking yep. and sandwiches and whatnot. I mean, so this is this is what we. I actually have. planted shallots last year too, yeah. so we will see. I that was my that's an experiment still ongoing, but yeah, I, similar. I love family. growing stuff like this, and it's all all this stuff grows so easy to me. I mean, I don't know yeah. if everybody has that experience, but I just find it some of the easiest stuff you'll grow in your garden. And some of the most rewarding things you'll grow in your garden right. because you can, you know, store them for months and it's easy to handle. And you just get this big harvest, you know, that just feels good. It feels like right. I'm putting some food in, in my, you know, well, in my storage these, here. When we grow these organically, I don't even know what organic onions cost, but, um, you know, you're growing them organically. And yeah. I especially like roots to be grown organically because they're just sitting in that. Yeah. In that whatever it is they put on the soil so you know that's why i like growing them plus yep. like you there's just many benefits to growing yeah these. you'll you'll feel like a you'll feel like a successful prepper when you pull in a couple hundred uh, onion bulbs and your onion you know big old onions and put them yeah. in your uh your cupboards or whatever and or hang them in bags or whatever you, it, get, it puts a lot of food in your pantry it just does and you feel good about it and it's just one of the things that's easy and has a, a note it makes a noticeable difference in in yeah and what if you're you a new use, gardener yeah. I think it's a great place to yeah. start with it, some of just, these simpler, easy, rewarding. Yeah. And, and, and just one of them things, like I said, it'll give you some success, a feeling of success. And it's just, if you like to grow what you eat and you eat onions, there's really no reason not to grow your own onions. I mean, it's just, right. it's, you're going to feel good about it. Um, every year, it's just a thing. I mean, I've been growing them for so long now that it's just like, I can't imagine not having onions <laughs> come out of my garden. I mean, yeah. we get such an abundance it's, of them. It's kind of like everything. Once you've had it fresh, there's yeah. just no going back to the store. I, I almost don't even think about it being like, when I mention things I grow, it's like, I forget onions because it's just such a staple and it's such a common thing to me now to have onions that I, I don't even mention it. Sometimes when I'm talking about things I grow because it's just, it's there right. all the time, you know, it's just something. And it's just so easy to, to, 
to do everything with. You know, I, I I like it. So anyway, there's why you should grow onions in your homestead. I hope that helped a little bit determine, help you determine what kind of onions to grow. Uh, we didn't get into like the certain kinds of varieties. No. We talked about, like I said, long day, day neutral, short day. If you know that and you kind of know what kind of onion you like, jump right. in the seed catalogs and yes. just read about the different, because they'll tell you some of the quality, qualities of those onions. and and then all you really need to know is if it's a long day or neutral, whatever for your area. And then you can kind of determine the variety that you feel like might fit your homestead best, what you might like to eat. Go with that. Some do store better. They'll tell you that some are sweeter. Yes, They'll tell you that sure. all the descriptions in those, in those C catalogs will tell you kind of, these are a store, you know, when you would store, these are ones for, you know, like a sweet, They'll give you the description on that. So just go with that. I think that's the simplest way to do it. There's so many varieties out there. I, we don't want to turn it yeah. into a show where we're just doing nothing but talking about the varieties of onions because there's a lot. I mentioned the couple that I'm going with this year from Baker Creek, but I don't. I can't tell you for sure how well those are going to do if I like them or not. It's, it's kind of an yeah. experiment year for me on those. Well, um, and with the link with Johnny's, I am sure they, I mean, Johnny's is a huge catalog. They probably sell at least varieties. a dozen yeah. varieties. There's going to be, there's a bunch of onion varieties. Yeah. Or you can keep it simple and just run down to your feed store and yep. get in the bin this spring and dig out some sets and plop them in the ground and keep it simple and have a nice little decent onion harvest of not, probably not real big giant onions, but you know what? They're going to, they're going to do fine. They're going to be great. Uh, for cooking and slicing up for a sandwich or whatever, they're going to do great for you. They have for me for years and they yep. work great. So, and I'll do that again this year too. <laughs> Even though I got some going from seed, I'll do that as well. I'll run down there and buy a couple pounds of them and plop a hundred more in the ground, you know, or whatever. I, I just will. I just, cause I, I like planting them. I like having plenty of them. So that's, that's the show on onions and getting started with onions. You got anything else you want to add, Rachel? You made me hungry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking now I want to go, go fry up tent. some onions and eat some <laughs> hey, onions. I do, man. I'm cooking up like some eggs or whatever in the morning. I'll drop some onions in oh, there. Yeah. While I'm cooking them up in my omelet yummy, or whatever. Yummy, and, yummy. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Love it. Yeah, I love some onions. But I do think I need to go set a grow tent up because I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I got a lot more I'm wanting to start from seed indoors this year. And Yeah, that's my goal this week is to get my uh, onions in at some point. I was going to do it Saturday and... um. We ended, I ended up cooking all day and having to work. So it didn't, yeah. didn't happen. Well, I think that's it then. So folks, uh, thanks for joining us. And until next show, uh, happy homesteading. God bless. And grow where you're planted. Looking around, I find the sea. I think I need a change. The rat race I wanna flee, my world I'll rearrange. I'm getting back to the roots of how it's meant to be. Growing gardens, picking fruit, racing livestock, living free. It's a Beans.
Just like Grandma did, sitting on her front porch, hunting and fishing like a kid. Once you've done all of your chores. 